Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Psalm 82, a Psalm of Asaph. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. How long will ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, Ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But ye shall die like men, and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. Well, good morning, everyone. I'm talking to you at 2.31 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in the United States. I know this is being broadcast around the world over the Internet. And I was inspired to do this. I promised uh, one of uh, my students that I would uh, do a thorough uh, study on the origin of Christmas. And I know many of you, perhaps, that are listening to this um, are celebrating Christmas. You don't have any issues with it and so forth. And, you know, when I was 17, 18 years old, uh, I felt the same way you did. Um, I was celebrating Christmas up until that point, and then I questioned it because I was maturing at that time. I was a young man, and a very young man at that time, and I just did not understand why people were passing gifts to one another, and it's supposed to be a day that's supposed to honor uh, Christ's birthday. Uh, Another thing I didn't understand is I realized of course, uh, at that time that Santa Claus was a fictional character. He's a myth. He doesn't exist. Um, and most parents around the world lie to their children. They, they actually introduce lying to them, or should I say good lying, which is, is no good lying, uh, according to the Bible, as I'm going to prove to you today. A lie is a lie, and I don't see God lying. Uh, God does not lie, the Bible says, and certainly Jesus or Yeshua is his Hebrew name, never lied. So we need to follow God's example, as Ephesians 5, verse 1 says. So I I don't really hear ministers really stressing the fact that the whole Christmas scenario, much of it, is a lie. It's a myth. And once you address that, it tears down the doubt, or should tear down the uh, the doubt, rather, that Christmas is wrong to celebrate because God, if God doesn't lie, then he's not going to have anything to do with lies. And so you cannot argue with me about that. If you truly are an ethical and moral person, you can't argue with the fact 
that if God states in, in his word that he hates lies, then um, Christmas needs, this should might be a an emphasis on Christmas. That's what I'm trying to say here. Okay, so as many people are um, emphasizing right now, not just in the United States, but around the world, or focusing on it, that's what I'm trying to say. You have to excuse me, it's, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so anyway, I'll, I'll try to be as sharp as I can. But anyway, this will be on recording, so I hopefully won't have to do this again, and I can just rebroadcast this every year. Uh, if people have questions of the reason why I don't celebrate Christmas, or if you know somebody that is celebrating Christmas and don't understand why you're not doing it, if you decide not to do it, that this will be a good program to uh, have them listen to. Um, I think this program will be at least 45 minutes or 40 minutes. And I just want to go over some important points that, you know, I can go over a lot of reasons why, but I want to go over the main reasons why you shouldn't celebrate it and the reasons why I don't celebrate it. Okay. So it's up to you. You have to make a choice. You have to make a choice. We all do. All right. So getting back to the foundational principle of the celebration of this day is based its foundation is based on two lies. The first lie is there is a big fat man called, and he is big, called Santa Claus. Um, right now I'm going on, actually I'm, I have my PC on, and I'm looking at a live stream from CNN, and it states, live, watch NORAD Santa Tracker as he delivers gifts around the world. So you have CNN, a major news organization, lying to children, because adults already know there's no Santa Claus, but lying to children that there is a Santa Claus. And I see a picture of the fat man. Uh, he's in a, what do they call it, a sleigh, I guess, with uh, reindeers, and he's up a glove. He's above the, uh, the earth. So, you know, Santa Claus must be immortal because uh, he's, he's been living a long time, too. So... <laughs> It's, it's, it, this is just ridiculous. This, this is a total lie, all right? And what you must understand about the devil, folks, and most people don't understand this about the devil. First of all, get your Bibles out, please. Whenever you listen to me, get your Bibles out and jot these scriptures down. And if I'm going too fast, jot them down and look, them, look those scriptures up later on. But in Revelation chapter 12, verse 9, it states the following here. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceives the whole world. This is a prophecy. He was deceiving the world uh, back then just as much as he's doing now, okay? <laughs> he, that, that's his modus operandi, okay? That, that is his purpose, is to do that, to deceive, and he's good at it. Not that I'm complimenting him, but he is good at it. I mean, he's... He pretty much has the whole world captive. Only a few people understand the truth and understand what he does. And so um, in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, it states this about the devil. And I hope you're listening to this and I hope you don't get all upset. I'm just, I'm just telling you, God has raised his ministry up and he has chosen me and a few others to preach the truth about the Bible. It's not something that 
is a very easy thing to do. And um, I get false accused uh, constantly uh, by people. Uh, and really, they're mad at God because all I'm doing is quoting the scriptures, folks. Second uh, Corinthians 11, verse 14, and no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. And so he can appear to be nice. He can influence you to think that something is is, is approved of God when it's not. So I, I just want you to understand that. You got to understand what the Bible states about this world. All right, so let's go to Leviticus chapter 19. Leviticus chapter, what does he say about lying here? Leviticus 19 verse 11. And so right here, he says, you shall not steal, neither deal falsely, neither lie one to another. So that's in Leviticus 19 verse 11. We shall not lie. That's a simple commandment that even on a secular level, most people should understand we should not do. Okay, Proverbs chapter 12, meaning, you know, outside the Bible. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 22. States here, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. So let's get back to what I was saying at the beginning of this program. If Christmas is full of lies, do you think God is celebrating Christmas right now? Of course not. So why are you? You got to question yourself there. Um, and I know many of you aren't going to understand or accept or even know about the things I'm going to discuss, but you can look these things up. You can verify them, all right? Um, as far as the history of Christmas, Proverbs chapter 6, Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 and 17. These six things does the Lord hate. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue. Okay, so I know this is going to be tough for you to understand, but Christmas is certainly an abomination to God because it has a lot to do with lying. Two lies. There's a big fat man called Santa Claus that's, that's supposedly in the air right now. <laughs> and he's He's landing on people's houses and going into their chimneys and giving them gifts. Okay, that's a lie. And that is against God's commandments. And this country and everybody that's celebrating it needs to repent of that lying to the children, saying that there's a big fat man that's going to give you gifts. All right? And so we, we don't take it serious, but God takes it serious. I guarantee you he takes it serious, and I take it serious. Uh, Isaiah, because uh, I'm one of his servants. Isaiah chapter 30. He prophesied this about our people, and it doesn't surprise me that he says the following about us uh, in these end times. He says we are a rebellious people, and I'm talking about Jews and Christians. We are the two groups around the world that we believe in some parts of the Bible, okay? <laughs> and out of those Jews and Christians, you have some Jews and Christians that actually believe the whole Bible, that believe that God uh, is um, Yode Vahe and that he has a son that shares in that Godhead. Uh, the son never says that he's the father. He says that the father is greater than him in the scriptures. And he's God because he shares in God's divinity. It's like a, a son shares in his father's uh, DNA and, and the character and so forth. So anyway, uh, Isaiah 30, verse 8, so no, now go write it before them in a table and note it in the book. So this is a prophecy. There will be a book of, a, a book of Isaiah in the Bible that it may be for the time to come forever and ever. And we've reached that time now. 
Verse 9, that this is a rebellious people, lying children. Yes, some Jews and Christmas, there's some Jews that don't, aren't observant and they celebrate Christmas, okay? Uh, but Christians, most Christians celebrate Christmas, okay? And when I mean Christians, people who uh, worship to what they know, uh, Jesus as Yodevahe and the Messiah. And so when you, when you take a look at when he says his people today, his people are Jews and Christians. And if you need more information, more clarity about that in detail, get my book, go to www.howgodcalls.com, www.howgodcalls.com and download my free ebook. And it'll explain in detail how we are the people of Israel, Jews and Christians around the world. Okay, so, and so we lie, and Christmas about Santa Claus is one of the greatest lies ever in the history of lying, uh, certainly uh, as far as holidays are concerned. So in verse 9 here, it says that this is a rebellious people, lying children, children that will not hear or understand or want to understand the law of God, would say to the seers, see not, and to the prophets or people who preach properly prophesy not unto us right things you don't want to hear like i know people that they don't want to hear this because it's the truth they they don't want to hear it you know speak unto us smooth things or things that we like what is true or not prophecy deceits get you out of the way turn aside out of the path cause the holy one of israel to cease from before us this is what he says to people that have this kind of attitude wherefore thus says the holy one of israel because you despise this word and you're going to despise the word i'm going to tell you today using the word of god some of you and trust in oppression and perverseness and stay there. And therefore, this iniquity shall be to you as a breach ready to fall, swelling out in a high wall whose breaking cometh suddenly at an instant. And so you don't want that to happen to you. So I would suggest you continue to listen to what I'm telling you here. All right. And realize that what I'm telling you is the truth. And I'm telling you because I love you. I don't want to see you being deceived. And God loves you. I'm not making any money doing this. I, I hope you donate, but there's no guarantee that you're going to. And so the purpose of this ministry is to save souls. Uh, I'm not having a ministry to be, become rich. All right. So that's not the purpose of a ministry, despite what some ministers uh, give the appearance of. Anyway. And so with this particular subject, we have to do what the Bible commands us to do in Proverbs chapter 25, verse 2. It states the following here. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings to search out a matter. So we're going to search out a matter. Certainly uh, through the Bible, you can figure out when Christ was born or around approximate when he was born. And I can guarantee you it wasn't in December. All right. So. Um, so we went over NORAD Santa tracker. And then, of course, the second lie is that Jesus was born on December 25th. And that is a total lie as well and so um the day unfortunately is based on on lies folks and and uh, i have this article that uh, a colleague of mine tim Hegg, wrote it's called why i don't celebrate christmas uh, you can google that and, and download the free article it's a very good article by tim Hegg. why i don't celebrate christmas very well researched article and he states here um turn to a page here in this um, 
says on page two of the article, no one can be certain about the exact origins of Christmas. It is certain, however, that the earliest believers were not at all concerned about celebrating the birthday of the, of the Messiah, Yeshua. And there's a uh, scripture. Let me find it here. Sorry for all that noise here. <laughs> but um, there's a scripture that states that we shouldn't focus. There's nothing wrong with celebrating birthdays, but we shouldn't focus so much on the birthday. Matter of fact, the Jews have a good tradition that on their birthday, instead of honoring themselves on the birthday, they go and 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 try to seek to help someone on that day. So that's 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 really a good way to honor your birthday. But anyway, Ecclesiastes seven verse one, Ecclesiastes seven verse one: A good name is better than precious ointment, and the day of death, the day of death, than the day of birth. Okay, so. Let me move along here. Um, and this is a subject that's going to take some time to talk about. I may may go over to 45 minutes, but hey, um, that's necessary. And if I do, then uh, it'll be in the archives. All right. And so, but I'm going to take my time with this to make sure that I give you all the information that you need to make a decision on whether or not you should continue to celebrate Christmas. All right. So this is what, See. Turn this page here and where are we at here? Okay. All right, so on page five of the article it says that Christians replaced that Christmas, I'm sorry, that Christmas replaced for the church the pagan festival of the sun is clearly announced by Chrysotom the Bishop of Constantinople in 398-403 in one of his homilies. On this day, also the birthday of Christ was lately fixed at Rome in order that while the heathen were busy with their profane ceremonies, the Christians might perform their sacred rites undisturbed. They call this December 25th of the birthday of the invincible one, Mithras. But who is so invincible as the Lord? They call it the birthday of the solar. This, but... Christ is the son of righteousness. And so in addition to the worship of the sun, both by the Romans and the cult of Mithra, the festival of Saturn called Saturnalia, Saturnalia, I'm sorry, called Saturnalia, December 17 to 24, figures into the choice of December 25th by the church for its own festival. Saturnalia celebrated the reign of Saturn, the oldest and most benign deity in ancient Italy. It was fabled that Saturn reigned during the so-called golden age, a time of peace and prosperity among mankind, which was eventually disrupted by the greed and hatred of men. The golden age thus gave way to the silver, bronze, and iron ages with continual declension and degeneration on the part of mankind. The celebration in honor of Saturn then manifests the hope extent among the Romans of a return to a golden age when peace and prosperity would reign. So it is not difficult to understand how Gentiles or non-Jews who had come to faith in the true Lord of peace would have wanted to do the old festival with new meaning. All right. So anyway. So Saturnalia basically is the roots of Christmas. So let me read this to you on page six of this nice article, this fantastic article by Tim Hegg, Why I Don't Celebrate Christmas. Uh, many historians agree that while the church's plan was to provide a substitute for the pagan holidays, 
What actually happened was an incorporating rather than a supplanting of many pagan customs. Take, for example, decorating with evergreens. The letter of Pope Gregory I to Augustine of Canterbury advises him to permit and even encourage such harmless popular customs as were capable of Christian interpretation. What Augustine apparently interpreted this to mean was that the use of evergreens of decorating both house and church building after the custom of Saturnalia, after the custom of Saturnalia. While this was done in the Saturnalia and other midwinter festivals is explained by the fact that such decorations invite into one's dwelling, the spirits and fairies that were supposed to haunt the leafless woods, spirits who in one way or another controlled the coming of spring. Thus, in an attempt to satisfy the masses, the church participated in the cultist symbols, the occultist symbols of their day. Interestingly, hundreds of years earlier, the prophet Jeremiah spoke about the pagan nations who, in fear of the signs of heaven, stars, planets, and sun, attempt to placate the gods through the symbols of fertility. They bring a tree into their dwelling out of which an idol is fashioned and decorated with silver and gold. And so he has a footnote here saying that, note how Jeremiah speaks of Israel playing the harlot, participating in the fertility cult under a green tree. Uh, he quotes uh, several scriptures here, Jeremiah 2, verse 20, Jeremiah 3, verse 6, 13, Jeremiah 11, verse 16, Jeremiah 17, verse 8. Note also Deuteronomy 12, verse 2, 2 Kings 14, verse 23, 16, verse 4, 17, verse 10, and 2 Chronicles 28, verse 4, Isaiah 57, verse 5, and Ezekiel 6, verse 13. The Baal, or Baal, cult believed that a tree with green leaves was a special symbol of fertility. Uh-oh, it's got something to do with sex here. The Baal cult believed that a tree with green leaves was a special symbol of fertility. Enacting fertility rituals underneath such a tree was considered most effectual in placing and placating uh, the gods. Okay, so that is true, ladies and gentlemen, all right? And and uh, this reference here, uh, yeah, he has this very well uh, written and uh, substantiated by good references and so forth. This is a very good article. And so he says here that homes of Christians continue to be decorated after the fashion of Saturnalia, even before the celebration of Christmas is clear from a comment by Tertullian, the second century. Let those who have no light light their lamps daily. Let them over whom hell fire is imminent affixed to their post laurels, doomed presently to burn to them. The testimonies of darkness and the omens of the penalties are suitable. You are a light of the world. It's kind of like they were trying to make their own type of Hanukkah celebration. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, but they failed. A tree evergreen, if you have renounced temples, make not your own gate a temple. So anyway, so anyway, the summary um, of the origin of Christmas, and then I'm going to get to, um, how much time do I have left here? Uh, 22 minutes. Okay, I'm doing pretty good. I'm going to get to how you can figure out that Christ was not born on December 25th, just using the Bible. So anyway, summary, the origin of Christmas. The data, this is on page seven, the data seem rather conclusive. The celebration of Christmas as a recognized holiday and festival of the Christian church does not predate the fourth century. As far as any recorded history is concerned, for three centuries following the life of Messiah on this earth, no Christian group celebrated his birth in any organized way. So this is what you need to understand. This ministry focuses on getting back to the way things were 
before everything fell apart. And I just recently done a program that's going to be on a now network tomorrow at six o'clock AM. Um, and then it'll be uploaded on my YouTube channel. Uh, it's called, um, which day is the Sabbath day. All right. And it talks about how the, um, those who were uh, non-Jews, how they got away from doing what they are commanded, what any believer is commanded to do in the Bible, keep the Sabbath, the holy days, and to avoid unclean meats like pork. And that's something that God never intended for his believers to do, whether they're Jews or Gentiles. And I prove that in that program. And so um, I suggest that you look at it when I upload it on my YouTube channel. Go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash merciful servants of God. That's youtube.com forward slash merciful servants of God. Okay, I got 20 minutes left here. And so as far as any recorded history is concerned, for three centuries following the life of Messiah on on the earth, no Christian group celebrated his birth in any organized way. Furthermore, when the fourth century church decreed December 25th as the official and proper day for such a celebration, she did so under the influence and pressure of long-standing pagan festivals celebrated at the same time. Let me underscore that again. Furthermore, when the fourth century church decreed December 25th, as, as this, this happened in the fourth century, um, as the official and proper day for such a celebration, she did so under the influence and pressure of long-standing pagan festivals. Pagan can also mean non-biblical festivals that go against the word of God. Uh, celebrated at the same time. Clearly, the, the impetus for celebrating the birth of the Messiah on December 25th was to give a substitute holiday for the masses who had not yet divested, divested themselves completely of their pagan festivals. But though the church attempted to initiate a festival to supplant the pagan celebrations, she was not able to divest um, or divest the new of the um, Remains of the old and many pagan customs therefore became attached to the newly formed celebration of Christ's birth. And so in John 4, verse 24, let me read this scripture to you here. John 4, verse 24. John 4, verse 24. What does it say? This is very important. God is a spirit. He is the Holy Spirit. <laughs> he is a Holy Spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. You can't worship God in lies, folks. If you got a lie in anything that has anything to do with worship, it is not of God. All right? And, and you got to get rid of it. So, secretism. Syncretism. What is syncretism, basically? Because that's what Christmas is all about. It's about syncretism and an amalgamation of um heathen or non-biblical or pagan customs and god says this about that we can't do that according to his law in deuteronomy chapter 12 it states the following when the lord thy god shall cut off the nations from before thee whether thou go to possess them and thou uh, succeed them or replace them and dwell in their land take heed to thyself that you not be snared by following them after that they be destroyed from before thee, and that you inquire not after their gods, saying, how do these nations serve their gods? Even so, I will do likewise. That's secretism. There we go. That's secretism, right? And, and you can't do that. It's an, an amalgamation or a secretism. That's what that is. Verse 31, thou shalt 
not do so unto the Lord thy God for every abomination to the Lord, which he hateth, have they done unto their gods. For even their sons and their daughters have they burnt in the fire to their gods. So he doesn't like anything that has anything to do with uh, heathenism or paganism. He doesn't want you to to uh, practice syncretism. Secretism, okay, or syncretism, all right? He does not want you to do that, syncretism or amalgamation or combining uh, pagan elements or non-biblical elements with his uh, commandments. He does not want you to do that, ladies and gentlemen. And if you continue to do that, well, hey, well, God is the one that's going to be judging you, not me. So my job is just to give you the information at uh, almost 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'm trying to be sharp, but um, this is the best time for me to do it. Okay, so that is that as far as this uh, wonderful article by Tim Hegg. Again, it's why I don't celebrate Christmas. Of course, he stated, hey, he's not judging you. I'm not judging you either, but I'm giving you the information to make your choice. And, of course, God and other people that believe the truth about it hopes that you make the right choice. All right, so is there any concept at all of God not liking Christmas in the Bible. Yes, it is. Let's turn to Jeremiah. Jeremiah, and a little disclaimer here, some so-called biblical scholars state that this is not talking about a Christmas tree. I agree, it's not. But the concept of what we're doing today is all in this scripture, if you just want to just be honest with yourself. So let me read this to you. Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 1. Hear ye the word which the Lord speaketh unto you, O house of Israel, Jews and Christians today. Thus says the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. Jeremiah 10, verse 3, for the customs of the people are vain. It means meaningless, have no value. Hebel in Hebrew, all right? Or Hebel in Hebrew. And, 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 and it's just, unsubstantial, worthless, vanity, idols. They can refer to idols. And so, looky here. He talks about, one, cutting a tree out of a forest. And some and the scholars say, well, that's just talking about wood. Well, tree, what do you get wood from? Trees, okay? Well, one cut of a tree out of the forest, okay? And this word, et, E-T-S, in Hebrew means tree, all right? Out of the forest and the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. Yeah, I, I, every year people go into trees or they, they they tear down evergreen trees. I see evergreen trees uh, in stores. Some people take them and they you know deck them with silver and gold. Uh, there's I think there's a there's a popular Christmas song about decking. They deck it with silver and with gold. They fasten it with nails and with hammers that it move not. Of course, God is going to talk about this because He knew that people would. would celebrate a a festive day called christmas a very deceptive day at that verse five they are upright as the palm tree but speak not they must needs be born because they cannot go be not afraid of them for they cannot do evil neither also is going to do good and then when then when he says that they said well hey it's no problem then there's, there's nothing wrong with it but what did he say what what did he command here he stated so you missed this part in verse two thus says the lord learn not the way of the heathen that's a commandment one of those ways a heathen is involving a tree uh, that I just read to you earlier can involves also fertility rights, okay, underneath the tree. 
which is an, ab- which is an abomination, okay? Uh, and he says it's vain, or it's, it's, it's a part of idolatry. Sure, this is not talking about the Christmas tree that we do today, but the common elements and foundations that led to it is there, which means that this was going on for thousands of years. I don't need to do research scholarly articles. This is the uh, primary resource that I need, the Bible. And the Bible tells us that back during the time of Jeremiah, people were taking trees and, and decking with his silver and gold. So this is something that was going on for thousands of years that God says is vain. Now, are you a believer of God? Do you actually believe what the Bible says? Because if you do, you would start. I know when I read this several years ago, I'm like, I'm not celebrating Christmas. That was enough. That's all I needed. That's all I needed for God to t- say that the customs is vain. And he talks about a tree out of the forest and decking it with silver and gold. <laughs> I was like, hey, that's enough for me. I-, I-, I, didn't, I didn't need to hear anything else. I knew there was something wrong because I understood that people lie about this day that there's a fat man called Santa Claus that goes around and gives gifts and, and parents are, are, um, they lie to their children. They don't think there's anything wrong, but according to the word of God, it is lying. No lying is good. People go back to Ruth. Well, uh, Rahab rather, that was an exceptional situation. She was, didn't know how to live God's way of life. So she did whatever she could do to protect those two individuals. But God doesn't like, hey, that's great. Rahab lied. Oh, I love that. No. So you can't use that as an excuse to lie. Yeshua never lied while he was on earth. Jesus never lied. That's his uh, English name, Hebrew name, Yeshua. And so we shouldn't either. All right. So if you read the rest of this, he talks about how great he is. and, and, And really the whole chapter focuses on getting away from idolatry. So... So um, so I read that to you, and so let's go in the remaining minutes that we have. I should be able to cover this, I hope. Yeah, I got 11 minutes. All right, so let's figure out, just using the Bible, and prove that Christ was not born in the wintertime, folks. So let's go to uh, Luke, and you're going to have to really listen to me. Uh, the Bible tells us that, Really, in order, order to learn his words, his true words, we need a, someone um, that's preaching his words truthfully, and I do it the best, uh, the best I can. And second of all, it states, so he says, so then by imunah, or faith, comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Okay, so that's the reason why I chose, because I know this is a very delicate topic for some people, and I know I'm going to be persecuted by Quite a few people, perhaps, uh, thinking that I'm a false minister because I'm telling or suggesting people shouldn't celebrate uh, Christmas, even though I prove that Christmas is full of lies. Even I prove, and I'm getting ready to prove to you, that Jesus or Yeshua was not born on December 25th, just using the scriptures. So, But that's the way it is. The two witnesses are going to be murdered. <laughs> the, the two most powerful prophets, other than Messiah, uh, are going to be murdered, and, and people... Uh, I'm going to murder them because they hate their message. People, most people hate the truth today. They don't want to hear it, even though they think they do, but they don't. Uh, Luke chapter one, but that's going to change. Eventually people wake up finally after they get spanked. And that's not a Bible study. But anyway, there was in the days of Herod, Luke one, verse five, the king of Judea, uh, Judea is in the West Bank today, uh, in the Middle East, a certain priest named Zacharias or Zacharias, 
of the course of Abaya, all right, or uh, the Hebrew for that is Avia, all right? And what is that? Okay, so we, we need to go to another scripture to understand what the course of Avia is, or Avia is. It's the eighth week of service based on First Chronicles. Let's turn there, First Chronicles. First Chronicles chapter 24. And so the King James Version says, David organizes the priests. So now these are the divisions of the sons of Aaron. The sons of Aaron, Nahab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. But Nadab and Abihu died before their father and had no children. Therefore, Eleazar and Ithamar executed the priest's office. And David distributed them, both Zadok of the sons of Eleazar and Ahimelech, the sons of Itmar, according to their offices in their service. And there were more chief men found of the sons of Eleazar than of the sons of... So I want to get to um, right here, verse 5. So that they were divided by Lot. That's another Bible study about Lot's. But um, one sort with another for the governors of the sanctuary and the governors of the house of God were the sons of Eleazar and of the sons of Ithamar. And Shemamiah, the son of Nathaniel, the scribe, and so forth, and says, now the first lot came forth. So the lot is equivalent to the week of service. And so to prove that, I have an article up here from the Temple Institute, and it talks about a day in the life of the Holy Temple, part one, a division of the priestly labor, 24 shifts. The Kohen name of the priests who were responsible for the daily service in the Holy Temple were divided into 24 separate shifts. These groups were made up of men who hailed from all parts of the land. The duration of each ship's duties was for one week. During that week, each respective shift would be entirely responsible to carry out all the daily functions in the temple. Thus, the priests took turns throughout the year in a manner that can be compared to military reserve duty. One would come to Jerusalem for its obligatory um, uh, period of service in the temple. So the division of family groups. Each of these 24 groups was further divided. I just read you the families there. Some of them divided into six clans or family branches. Every day of the week was presided over by one family group, and on the Sabbath, the week's in, uh, entire priestly uh, shift worked together. Those who were entrusted with the service in the Holy Temple attended to their duties with great joy and enthusiasm. Being a descendant of Aaron was indeed a great merit and honor, and they understood full well the importance of their work for all of Israel. The priests were exceedingly zealous, zealous rather, zealous, and their missions, of course, is like 3 o'clock. <laughs> and all wanted the opportunity to conduct the divine services. There were only a specific number of daily tasks. However, and it was impossible for everyone to attend to these at once. In order to give each priest of the shift an equal opportunity to offici- officiate in these holy vocations, a system was devised where all those who desired to serve would re- receive a fair chance to qualify. Then it talks about the daily lotteries and so forth. So, uh, you can just go to the Temple Institute and type in um, the um, daily service of the priests. I think that's how I found it, and you should find it. Or a day in the life of the Holy Temple, part one. Just type that in Google, a day in the life of the Holy Temple, part one, and you should be able to find it. So why did I read all that to you? Well, um, each lot focused on a week. So they began every start of the year, not according to the Roman calendar, but to the, the Jewish calendar or the biblical calendar, all right? And so they started every March, April. And so let's start from April, all right? And 
I'm going to do the best I can to to be as clear as I can about this. All right, so we start from April, and Zechariah was serving on the eighth week. So that's what that means. Uh, the the Avea means the eighth week of service. So so if it's in April, two months or eight weeks from that is June. All right? Now, according to the Bible, uh, March, April, or April, is the start of the new year for religious purposes. So Exodus 12, verse 2. All right, so when you go to Luke chapter 1, verse 23 to 24. So let's go to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. You got to do a little digging here, but it's, it's the way it is here. So you know, Zechariah was serving at the eighth week from April serving at the temple and his wife uh, was of the daughters of Aaron. Okay. And you go to first Chronicles chapter 24 verses one to 10 to understand what was going on there. And it was done twice. You have 24 um, times. And I think it was done two times, the 24 weeks that's six months. And then you have another 24 weeks. And so anyway, um, so Luke chapter one, verse 23 to 24. Luke chapter 20, Luke chapter 1, verse 23 to 24. And it came to pass that as, son, as soon as the days of his menstruation were accomplished, as soon as he got through with his service, okay, it was for one week, where he departed to his own house. And after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived. So she conceived, not birth. She conceived, not birth, John the Baptist. Yochanan the Immerser And his name means Yah is merciful or gracious And hid herself five months Okay so So we know That this happened in June And then the time Of John's conception Was in June obviously Okay and so We have to start to count From there five months Alright so five months from June Is November all right, so five months from June is November. And let's go to Luke chapter 1, Luke chapter 1, verse 26. And in the sixth month, so in the sixth month, so we move from November to December, okay? So in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel, or Gabriel, that's how you say it in Hebrew, was sent from God into the city of Galilee, named Nazareth, and to a virgin and spouse or engaged to a man or betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David and so forth. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed thou among women. So anyway, let me go down to verse 36. Okay, so at this time, and behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month. The sixth month. So Mary conceived Jesus Christ, or Yeshua Messiah, at the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy. All right? And so those are important dates to, to realize. Okay? So Mary conceived Yeshua, or Jesus, during the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy. Okay? And so 
The sixth month is in December. So let's go to Luke chapter 1, verse 56. And Mary abode with her about three months. So, all right, so the sixth month is December. So from December, uh, we got to add three, okay? She abode, Elizabeth of abode with Mary for three months from December. And so let's read the rest here. Now, the birth of John the Baptist occurred. Now, Elizabeth's full time came that she should be delivered, and she brought forth a son. And her cousins and her heard at how, okay, so anyway, she brought forth John the Baptist. Miles are right in your Bible, Luke 1, verse 57. He was born in the month of March, the same month that I was born. Okay, and so in March. And so let's continue on here. And so he was born in March, three months during the time of Mary's pregnancy. And we know that it takes nine months to birth a baby in normal circumstances. Of course, Elizabeth had the full nine months, and certainly Mary had her full nine months. So from there, from March, we count six more months, and then we get to September. All right? Six months from March is September. And so this this makes sense. It really does because... And September is the Feast of Trumpets and the Feast of Tabernacles. And the Bible states plainly about the Messiah in John chapter 1, verse 14. And the word was made flesh, and he dwelt among us. Now, that word uh, is skino, okay? And it can also mean uh, the Hebrew equivalent to that is, um, wait a minute. It can refer to uh, tabernacling, all right? So it can refer to that, to have, to have one's tabernacle to dwell, and that's certainly referring to uh, the Festival of Tabernacles. So I believe that it was a great possibility that he was birthed around the time of the Feast of Sukkot or the Tabernacles, okay, the first day of the Feast of Tabernacles. And it's a very, very possible that that happened. Uh, there's no way that he was born in, in December 25th, ladies and gentlemen, or on December 25th, when you want to believe what the Bible says. So that's how you prove that, ladies and gentlemen. That's how you prove that. So um, I know I went off the air, So, but um, that's how you do it. And um, I hope that's very clear to you about the birth. Of Jesus, he was conceived in December, but conception is not birth. And some people say, "Well, why can't we use the conception to celebrate?" Well, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the deception in the world is that he was born on December twenty-fifth. He wasn't. Um, is it anything wrong with acknowledging Jesus's birthday? No, I, I really don't think there's anything wrong to just acknowledge and understand that he was born. Um, in the seventh month based on the biblical or Jewish calendar. And that seventh month involves uh, several holy days, starting with the Festival of Trumpets. Then you had the Feast of Tabernacles. Oh, you had the Day of Atonement after that. 
you have the Feast of Trumpets, the Day of Atonement, and then you have the Festival of Tabernacles, and then the uh, Shemini Azeret, or the Eighth Day of the Assembly. And so those are all the, the holy days that are listed in Leviticus chapter 23. If you read that, all those are identified there. If you're hearing my kitty cat meowing, I'm sorry. <laughs> he just wants his attention sometimes. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that is it. Um, I hope that this program gets you to think and, and realize that we, you can't worship God in an untruth way. Expect him to acknowledge that. Christmas. I'm sorry to say, is a great deception by the devil. And you should consider not celebrating the day. And if you have any children, you need to stop lying to them and telling them that there's a Santa Claus. There's no Santa Claus. You know that. So why are you telling your children that? What you're doing is teaching them to lie. You're teaching them that lying is okay. That's one of the reasons why he calls our people today prophetically lying children. And we lie to our children. Now, I never lied to my child because, thank God, God, I chose to, um, with his help, I chose to obey the Bible. And my son has never celebrated Christmas, and I doubt if he ever will celebrate Christmas because he knows the truth of it. And so we have a responsibility of parents. Teach our, we have to teach our children the following. Instead of all these worldly traditions, now, if these traditions have anything to do with biblical truth, and it has everything to do, then it's okay, like July 4th. What's the matter with celebrating independence from oppression? Uh, There's some Jewish, um, like Hanukkah, what's the matter with celebrating that when you do it the biblical way? Uh, Certain days that we can celebrate as long as it doesn't violate the Bible, but Christmas does. It's full of paganism. It's full of non-biblical tradition that God does not like. And above that is it's certainly um, involves lies. And I already read to you in the Bible how he feels about that. Now, you have to make a decision. Are you going to continue to do what the world does? Or are you going to come out of the world? That's what God wants to know. And he's using me to help you to, to realize that, hey, maybe I need to consider what I'm doing here. And in Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 16, Jeremiah chapter 16, verses 19 to 21, it states here, O Lord, my strength and my fortress and my refuge in the day of affliction, the Gentiles or the non-Jews shall come unto thee from the ends of the earth and say, surely our fathers have inherited lies. And Christmas is one of the great lies. Vanity and things wherein there is no profit, no profit whatsoever. Uh, but, you know, a lot of companies are making a profit, aren't they, off people's money. And some people go into unnecessary debt because of Christmas. It's, it's horrible. It's really horrible. But this book, it's a very good book. I, I suggest you get it by, um, by John Koch, I think it's uh, K-O-V-A-C-S. Kovacs, I guess, Joe Kovacs, or Joe Kovacs, shocked by the Bible, the most astonishing facts you've ever been told. And he has a section in here about Christmas, which is pretty interesting. And he states in here, and you can verify this to be true, um, page nine at the bottom, it says right here that Christmas was banned in the United States. It says, despite the assumption of many, Christmas was not a widespread holiday in colonial America. 
In the 17th and 18th century, settlers in New England did not celebrate it. Shocking as it sounds, followers of Jesus Christ in both America and England helped pass laws making it illegal to observe Christmas. Believing it was an insult to God to honor a day associated with ancient paganism. So our forefathers understood this, but we laxed and we got back into paganism. Most Americans today are unaware that Christians, uh, that Christmas rather, not Christians, most Americans today are unaware that Christmas was banned in Boston from 1659 to 1681. This is on page two of Shocked by the Bible. I suggest you get the book. It's a pretty good book by Joe Kovacs, K-O-V-A-C-S. All right. You can get that on Amazon. Additionally, on December 25th, 1789, uh, December 25th, 1789, the first Christmas under the new U.S. Constitution, Congress was in session. Whether or not the politicians were actually hard at work is another story. Christmas was not declared a federal holiday until 1870. You know, I was shocked to find that out. 1870. That's when we started to officially celebrate Christmas. In this country And so ladies and gentlemen Let's not learn the way of the heathen Let's not learn the way of the heathen Uh, The Bible Plainly reveals that the whole world Has been deceived and continues to be Deceived by the devil And the devil is constantly Broadcasting his character And attitude toward Minds that aren't aware of it Uh, In Ephesians 2 verse 1 He said then you have he quickened who were Dead in trespasses and sins Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the atmosphere or the air, like radio waves, he transmits his evil character. The spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. And there's many children, unfortunately, that are disobedient and they don't even know it. Among whom also we all had our conversation, our conversation or our involvement in time pass with the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. Okay. And so ladies and gentlemen, I leave you with this scripture and you have a lot to think about. It's a lot of information that I'm sure uh, those, some people that are are perhaps several you've never heard before. And so you need to uh, consider the following scripture. In James 4, verse 4, you adulteresses and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is hostility with God. Wherefore, therefore, wheresoever, therefore, will be a friend. If you are a friend of the world, you are the enemy of God. Christmas is a pagan, non-biblical, satanic day, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's this foundation is full of lies. I guarantee you that God and Jesus himself in heaven are not celebrating the day, and the angels in heaven aren't either. They would never celebrate a day that involves lies, particularly the one, well, both of them are, are the same as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the one about Santa Claus uh, traveling right now, uh, NORAD is tracking him, right? Yeah, right. And, I mean, it's just, it tells you how deprived we are as a nation to even create something like that, that based even on our constitution is not good to do. You're, you're, you're providing false information. Just like Trump would say, fake news. Well, this is fake news. Santa Claus is fake news, folks. (laughs) It's fake news. 
And I agree with Trump. Yeah, we need to get rid of the fake news. Well, Christmas is fake news, folks. And I guarantee you that God, when he comes back, he will not be encouraging people. I can I can guarantee a trillion percent that he is not going to have people celebrate a day that is full of lies. The two top ones is are, are the fact that Santa Claus exists, that there's a fat man, a very big fat man, that has a red suit that I don't know how he's able to fit into the chimney. Uh, and he gives gifts to good children. And he must be immortal because uh, uh, ever since 1870 or maybe earlier than that, uh, that's hundreds of years, right? So <laughs> he must be uh, taking good care of himself, right? He's up in the sky and and uh, he obviously has superpowers, I guess, you know, and so forth. And then, of course, you have one of the greatest lies ever that Christ was born on December 25th. Also, I forgot to tell you that there is an article, and I posted this on my group page. For those who aren't on my group page, uh, simply uh, friend request me by typing in Kennard, K-E-N-N-A-R-D, middle initial Levi, L-A-V-I, Brown, and then I'll put you in my group page. But on my group page, I posted a, van, a fantastic article by Encyclopedia Britannica, very credible source. And it states here, it says, Christmas, a Christian festival celebrated on December 25th, commemorating the birth of Jesus. December 25th was identified by Sextus Julius Africanus in 221 CE. So this is information that Tim didn't have, but I'm just adding on to it. Uh, Sextus Julius Africanus in 221 CE. And so he uh, was one of the people that actually um, made up the fact that Christ was born on December 25th. December 25th was identified by Sextus Julius Africanus in 221 CE as the day on which Christmas would be celebrated, and it was celebrated in Rome by 336 CE. During the Middle Ages, Christians became extremely popular, or I'm sorry, Christmas. Christmas became extremely popular in various liturgical, or that's how you do religious worship and order. Celebration of the holiday was established. The practice of exchanging gifts began by the 15th century. Traditions featuring a Yule log, cakes and fir trees derived from German and Celtic customers or paganism. In the United States and other countries since the early 20th centuries, Christmas has also been celebrated as a secular family holiday actually in the 19th century. It started. 1870, observed by Christians and non-Christians alike, devoid of Christian elements, and marked by an elaborate exchange of gifts and the legendary figure or false figure of Santa Claus. And so uh, that, that that's the facts, and you can get this article uh, simply by going to my group page, friend request me, Kennard Levy Brown, K-E-N-N-A-R-D, L-E-V-I Brown, or you can look this up yourself. Just go to the Encyclopedia Britannica website and type in Christmas. And it'll tell you everything. It also has a video. It shows you how they came up with December 25th. And they admit themselves that it's not biblical. It's not according to the Bible. And so we, we claim to be a Christian nation. We need to start acting like it. And I'm talking about collectively. And we need to start blowing the dust out of our Bibles. Stop depending on um, our ministers to teach us. Uh, depending too much to the point of where uh, you're not checking to see whether that minister is preaching properly or not. You, ne- you have to do that. Acts 17, verse 11. You need to prove everything I told you is true. That's why I quote scriptures. 
So you'll understand that I am a true minister of God and I'm preaching to you the truth. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I know for some of you, this is going to be very hard for you to accept, but hey, I love you. I don't want to see anyone being deceived. I know I hated being deceived um, and God had mercy on me. And one of the reasons why he got, he calls his ministry, the merciful servants of God, we want to be merciful towards you. I'm not condemning you. God is not condemning you, but he wants to wake you up. He wants you to get out of your spiritual drunkenness. Okay, he wants each and every person in the world to get out of their spiritual drunkenness. And certainly Christmas is a day that is an example, a great example of spiritual drunkenness. And the only way you can get out of that is by reading the Bible, understanding history, the background of the Bible in uh, in reference to this day. And hopefully uh, you will repent of this. There are other days that you can celebrate around this time. Hanukkah. It's a much better day to celebrate than Christmas. It has a lot more meaning. Uh, some of the other uh, days you can celebrate uh, in United July 4th, Martin Luther King, um, George Washington Day, uh, other days. Uh, uh, Memorial Day is certainly okay to honor. Uh, there's, there's quite a few other holidays we can celebrate. When you're talking about Easter, Christmas, and Valentine's Day, which certainly has a lot to do with uh, heathenism, uh, they should not be celebrated, folks. God does not appreciate you adding pagan or non-biblical traditions that make void his instructions to his laws or instructions. He voices that all throughout the Bible. And so um, I hope you don't hate me for revealing the truth about Christmas. Uh, this is an act of love. This is not an act of deception. But it's time for us to wake up to the reality, folks, that there's a lot of lies that we inherited from our past generations. And those people that told us the lies, they inherited the lies from other people. So they did not know. And God wants to be merciful to you. He wants to wake you up. And he's using me to to wake you up uh, through this observance of Christmas. And I never thought I'd be talking about why you should not celebrate Christmas on Christmas. But obviously God wanted me to do this. And so um, you guys take care. Love you all. If you have any questions about what I am, uh, this Bible study, <laughs> again, it's like 332. I'm still trying to stay up. Um, please email me at canard, K-E-N-N-A-R-D, at Merciful Servants of God. That's Merciful Servants with an S at the end of God.com. Canard, K-E-N-N-A-R-D, as in dog, at Merciful Servants with an S at the end of God.com. And I'll be glad to answer your questions. All right. So everybody, um, please consider what I'm saying. If you celebrate Christmas, for those who don't celebrate Christmas, this is probably some new information uh, about how to determine when Christ was born. And uh, you probably learned a few other things too. But even if you didn't, it's nice to you why you don't celebrate Christmas. All right, so you guys take care, and y'all willing, I'll be available at my 3 o'clock Sabbath Bible study, and later on during the week, uh, I'm available on Fridays at uh, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Messianic Lamb Network. Take care. Shalom. Peace. Malachi chapter 4. For behold... The day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. 
And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. And ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Remember ye the law of Moses my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.